The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When life hands you a unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, and welcome to The Sky's the Limit. This is your host, Karen Levitt, and today I'm joined with my featured guest, Monica Dubay. Monica is a spiritual teacher, healer, writer, and catalyst for transformational leadership. She is on a mission to empower women who want to crush fear, shamelessly love themselves, and boldly boldly lead from their hearts to change the world. Her transformational program called Heal Your Mind, Heal Your Life brings participants into their hearts to quickly release fear and blocked emotions through powerful energy healing. The goal of the program is to ignite each person to become aligned with her spiritual self, receive direct guidance, and embrace her own calling. Monica's journey began when she was healed of acute anxiety and depression while reading the mind training of A Course in Miracles in 1989. As a result, her question of who am I and why am I so afraid was answered. This event changed her life and brought her out of emotional pain and into a new understanding of the power of the mind to heal. She was inspired by a voice that spoke directly to her from that moment on. And it is with that that I would like to warmly welcome Monica Jube. Thank you, Karen. You're welcome. I'm so thrilled to be here. It's great to have you here. It's great to be aligned. And, um, you know, just reading some of your bio is certainly powerful. And, uh, you know, it, it, it happens all too often, right? We have uh, events in our life and anxiety and depression, and they often grip us and, and leave us feeling less than ourselves. And you um, certainly have had a transformational experience while you're here to share. So, with that, I would like you to uh, possibly share some of your background and what that journey was like. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that um, I was, well, just as a background, I had I had studied music, and I had a master's degree in music, and I was in New York, and, you know, um, I was having experiences where I couldn't really be the musician that I wanted to be in the world. And there just wasn't any real avenue for me to do that. So I gave it up and I started working in corporations and banks. And after about three or four years, I started to feel this acute anxiety. And for about six months or so, that anxiety became almost debilitating. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't able to eat well. I was extremely um, depressed. And um, so I started looking for help and asking for mm-hmm. help around me to see what was available. Like, my big question, like you had had read, why am I so afraid? How does, where does mm-hmm. this come from? And it was a real, um, it was a very 
important question because mm-hmm. I um, I went to, to a psychologist and I started doing hypno- hypnotherapy, which was the only thing that gave me a little bit of relief. Um, mm-hmm. It did lessen some of my fear so that I could at least get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it still didn't really answer the question. And, mm-hmm. you know, doctors were trying to put me on medication, and I just didn't want to do that. I tried it, but I felt more um, more debilitated, like I couldn't feel my feelings. And mm-hmm. I didn't want that either. Yeah, you became so, numb. Um, you know, the question just kept going on in my head. And then um, I picked up a little booklet called You Can Heal, Heal Your Life by Louise Hay which is a really little book, but in it she describes the fact that she had cancer and she was able to release um, the cancer from her body by doing, by working on her mind. And so that really was like a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the book she mentioned A Course in Miracles and I didn't know what that was. Um, So I just was kind of curious at this point, you know, I was looking around for the answers and I kept going from being led from one book to the other. So um, I was doing her meditations, too, which really helped me as well. She has these wonderful tapes, um, the morning and evening meditations, and they help you to, to think more, you know, not positively, but to be grateful for everything that's happening. Even mm-hmm. if you're in a state of anxiety, be grateful for the little things, like your refrigerator working and you know, your bed that you slept in, and, and it just kind of started to change my mind. So if I so, can ask um, Monica, oh, sorry. So if I can ask um, Monica, so it sounds like, you know, you've got this raging anxiety and depression, right? And, yep. you know, and, and yeah, and yet you were able to get yourself into a place where you could sit and meditate for whatever time period was available, you know, you were able to, which is remarkable in of itself, and, you know, what was that like to be able to actually get to that point? Because, you know, our, our culture says, you know, Western medicine and not, like I said, to knock them is, is to take the, the different colored, pretty colored pills. So what was that like? Right. Yeah. Um, the, the thing was, I couldn't meditate. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what it was. Um, mm-hmm. I had a background in Catholicism and I was, um, as a teenager, I was, um, influenced by that, but I had left the church when I was 18, so I didn't have that sense of prayer or connection to God at all at this point. I'd, I'd left all of that behind 10 years earlier, So, but I didn't know that was a problem. Um, and really it was I had to listen to guided meditations because I couldn't do it myself. And her tapes were really helpful. And um, that's in my program, I, I incorporate some of that because I know how important it is, and I also know how difficult it is if you're in a state of anxiety to actually calm your mind. It's almost mm-hmm. impossible. So, it is, um, you know, it is an important thing um, mm-hmm. to be able to let someone help you. You know, let the guided visualization help you because... Um, it, it really is a way of calming you down and focusing on something other than your thoughts at that time. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, shortly after that, I did find A Course in Miracles, and that was, it has a mind training in it. It's 365 lessons, and, you know, people who do the course just, um, you know, how this is set up. If you just read a lesson every day, and really read it, and really do what it asks you to do, 
And shifts take place in your mind kind of, well, miraculously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. courts and miracles because you don't have any control over your mind at that stage. You're at the beginning of it. And um, I remember picking it up thinking, this is going to help me, you know, doing these lessons. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know that, that it would help me, but I mm-hmm. kept doing it anyway because I had this certain trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the text of the, of the work of the course explains everything. So, like, why am I so afraid? Well, in Chapter 2, there's this whole section on conflict, fear and conflict, and it tells mm-hmm. you why you're afraid. So it completely answered the big question that I had. Mm-hmm. And even though I didn't quite understand it all intellectually, it kept assuring me that that wasn't necessary, that my understanding okay. wasn't necessary, that I basically just had to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was desperate. So I, I think because I was you know. so desperate, I was just willing to do it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if it, that was my question, Monica. So, you know, having, like you said, you know, a religious background or, or maybe not much of one and then moved away from that, you know, to get yourself to do a lesson every day. Um, I wondered what the text was like, you know, if you could explain to the listeners or give them an example um, so that, you know, you, you don't really, as I understand it, of course, miracles, you don't really have to have um, a religious background. It's written for anyone. Is that correct? Or Absolutely. Um some people have trouble with the language. It is written in Christian terminology, but mm-hmm. there's a there's a reason that it is, and that is to um, kind of to redefine what what Christianity was really meant to convey, and the okay. message being that you are the created being of God, and that God is the creator, that you're what He created. And because God is what love is, um, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. You are what love is. But of course, you don't know that because you're. Um, the course explains that you're. You put yourself to sleep and you think that you're this tiny um, being in a body with an identity, mm-hmm. and that you think that identity is you, and so you need help. Okay. And most of it's about the fact that you don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. That's why you're afraid. Okay. Can I ask what do you mean by asleep? You referred to it says that you're asleep. What what does can you share what that is? Asleep meaning um, you know, most of the major religions or um spiritual teachings mm-hmm. say that this is Maya, this is an illusion. You're in an illusion and you don't know it. So you're caught in it. But when you wake up and when you have experiences of your mind coming out of the illusion um, simply by choosing to, but also mm-hmm. um, asking for help and getting that help directly mm-hmm. um, from your creator or your guides or angels or whoever you want to say that is. But mm-hmm. there, are, there are there's help that's being given you in every moment, and nice. you may not be aware of that. And that's what mm-hmm. we mean, we mean by asleep. You're just unaware. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. And thank you. So you said you opened up and you found um, in chapter two, you found you read the words, the lesson, and it was exactly it, it answered what you were going through. That must yeah. have been. Um, yeah, that, what an experience that must have been. It was amazing because 
I was actually so astounded that, that it was all right there in black and white and that it was mm-hmm. coming from, uh, I could tell it was from a source outside of time, that it wasn't um, a human being that could have written this. I was really astounded and actually incredibly excited because I had had a connection with with uh, the mind of Jesus, I would say, you know, the Christ consciousness when I was younger. And I left all that behind because I didn't like the form in which it was coming, which was um, organized religion. It just okay. finally didn't speak to me. And I also had bad experiences with the, with the church as a child. Mm. So... Um, so I really had rejected all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was something inside me that knew. Because when I was young, I had I had light, like light experiences. I don't know how you put that. Like one day my room just filled with light. I don't know. I just felt like there was a being there or an angel or a presence that was just so unmistakable. And I got very happy. And it was very sudden. And it, I think I was probably eight years old or maybe mm-hmm. ten. And then the next thing I knew, it was gone. But it was unmistakable. Like, I had had a visitor in my room. <laughs> and it, was, it made me super happy. And when you um, read... Cha- I'm sorry? Not to say, so when you read Chapter 2, did you feel like maybe that visitor that you had when you were a child may have come back? Yeah, exactly. So when I started reading the Chorus in Chapter 2, it was all about fear and conflict and where it comes from. And it states it very explicitly. You're in conflict because what you want is in conflict with what you're with. with sorry, with what you do. So you say so you want to be really happy, but you're doing things that aren't making you happy. Hmm. And it comes from a very um, subconscious, existential place where you are confused about who you are. So that's what the course gets into. Um, it, it sort of lays it all out. And mm-hmm. there's a thousand pages, so it's not like you can just read it overnight and get it. It's mm-hmm. a process. It's really a process of looking at the ideas, accepting them, or even resisting them, and but letting doing them anyway, like reading it anyway, and it will still have an effect on you. Hmm. Hmm. That's rich. There's so much to that. I mean, we could probably talk about that point for the rest of the show, I would imagine, right? Because <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, it's like being healed of alcoholism by doing the 12-step program. It's the same kind of thing. Like, suddenly you don't have a desire to drink anymore. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Well, right. it's a miracle. You asked mm-hmm. for help and you, and you got it. And yes, you were willing to do the work that you needed to do to prepare yourself to receive that miracle, but you don't really have anything to do with it. It it just happens. It just because happens. you're seriously seriously asking for help. And now, it has when to, you were, has to come. When you were going through all of this, Monica, you were as if I have it correctly, you were married and had children and this was it was like a very pivotal time in your life, is that correct? So when you went through this, was it um, I can imagine, you know, what your family, what it was like for you and your family, you know? Yeah, I actually, when I first saw the course, I hadn't, I wasn't a mother yet. I was married, but I didn't have children yet. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that was the big source. One of the big sources of my depression was that I, I wasn't able to get pregnant. And I, then I had two miscarriages. 
and I thought maybe I wasn't going to get pregnant, and that was a very depressing idea for me because I knew I wanted to be a mother. And I came from a big family. You know, I have eight brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, <laughs> and they all have kids. And the idea of my not having children was really devastating to me. But, mm-hmm. you know, after the miscarriages, I realized I also had to make some changes in my life, and that's when I did find the Course in Miracles, and big things started to happen once I found the Course. I mean, I, Marianne Williamson was speaking in New York. I ended up going to her lectures. I ended up um, being directed by the voice inside my head to go and work for her. And so, really? Yeah. And this was before she became famous because her book hadn't come out yet. But I was very um, kind of taken aback by the voice that said I had to do this. But I, I trusted it. So I wrote her a letter and I said, um, I'm hearing a voice. <laughs> it's telling me that I um, have to work for you. And so, do you have a job? <laughs> and um, she responded by saying, yeah, I need somebody to help me with my... She had a center for living, the Nat Center for Living, which was helping people with AIDS, because back then that's when AIDS was a huge epidemic. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was a crazy, horrible time where so many young people were just dropping dead, and she wanted to do something about that, and um, I did end up working for her for about a year. Wow, that's that incredible. And, you know, like I said, what a what an opportunity, too. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. how everything works out. So, uh, with that, Monica, we're coming up to a break, so I'm going to ask you and the listeners to stay with us, and we'll be back shortly. Thank you. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Do you ever stop to question yourself? Is there more that you could be doing in your life to help you? How can you manifest real change in the world? The answers to these and other questions about ourselves lie in sustainability from within. Featuring host Silvelli Salviato, you can take the either or and change it into both and. If you want to make real changes in yourself, your life, and your world, you can't miss one show. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. 
You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and I'm joined with my guest, Monica Dubay. And Monica and I are talking about her journey, and she was talking about Course in Miracles and um, working with Marianne Williamson. So um, you've had quite a journey, Monica, and I know um, you actually said you heard a voice and had a spiritual calling, and um, with that voice, you knew you had a vision and a mission, so I want to ask you to share that with with us. Sure. Um over the last, um, well, it's been about 25 years now, I have undergone, you know, a huge transformation in my life. I um, spent a lot of time with um, a master teacher, too, and um, joined with other people who were teaching the course, and, and we've done a lot of teaching around the world, setting up centers and um, bringing in a lot of what I would call light energy, which allows you to free your mind from fear. And so um, because of this experience, um, I realized that the power of this light and this energy is so important, and um, I want to bring that into the world in, in a major way, in any way that mm-hmm. I can to help, help humanity. And, but the way that I see now is that um, my gifts are being used to help humanity awaken and become evolved, evolved to like a new paradigm where love and the Christ consciousness is powerfully changing the world and how we operate as beings on this planet. So fear is is not um, not uh, it's being it's being undone, okay, mm-hmm. by people who are seriously committed to their awakening and seriously committed to bringing in more light energy. And so systems of the world are starting to become you know, a little chaotic now and really are breaking down. And this is because um, it's time for humanity to become more awake and more illuminated. And um, I believe that um, women especially have an important Mm -hmm. role to play in this because women have um, this energy of love and compassion from being mothers, from being leaders, from being business owners, and because they're coming from their heart and from the idea that love is powerful and all-powerful, they can change things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know the spiritual leader, Ama. Um, mm-hmm. She is an amazing beacon of light that is going around healing people and changing the systems of the world, building hospitals, free hospitals, free education for people in India. And she's amazing. She's, she's really a, a role model for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I really see that, that um, it's time in this country as well for women to start to join together in this common um, focus or mission mm-hmm. to awaken, to become fearless, which takes time. I mean, you have to go through processes of, of um, transformation for that to happen whether you use A Course in Miracles or you use a different path, it doesn't matter. But what needs to happen is women need to let go of their beliefs of being too small or being worthless or not being able to handle 
you know, money or life um, mm-hmm. and things like that because we aren't trained to, to be powerful leaders. And yet, we have everything we need to become that. We just have to get out of our own way. We have to learn to become less fearful. And I believe that there's great power and uh, of, in the joining. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really interested in reaching out to other women who are having experiences of awakening, who want to um, further their growth in a very quick way. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have to linger in time. We don't have to linger in fear at all anymore. But we do have to join with each other in a non-competitive, mm-hmm. very loving, open-hearted way. And that's what I want. That's what I want to do. So I have lots of questions. The the nurse in me is, you know, I know we're designed innately and fear is, you know, on the lower realm of the um, Maslow's hierarchy. It's designed to keep us safe or ego. So it's interesting when you talk about fear that we have to let go and begin to awaken. So, um, you know, I wondered if you, how, how how would someone start, you know, to begin? Like, because sometimes fear grips you so so hard, you know, so big that you feel like you can't move. Absolutely. Um, I know, I've been there. <laughs> um, you do have to find the process that works for you. And I, um, I teach these processes in my program. There are some very quick uh, processes that allow you to identify the fear, the emotion you're feeling, the belief underneath the emotion, and then go through a very... Um, it's an intuitive process that mm-hmm. releases that where that fear began. When did that belief uh, begin in your consciousness? And because I've done this so much, um, I've seen people just shed a belief within like 10 minutes. And it could really? be a belief that they've been holding on to their whole life. And so mm-hmm. I, I really, um, it doesn't have to take time. You don't have to do long periods of meditation. This is a real speed up now. You know, we're being shown that there are much quicker ways to awaken at this point. Because I think because there are a lot of beings who are awakening, and some really spontaneously. Um, so we're being given a lot more help um, from out of time. But but these processes are not difficult, and I teach mm-hmm. them in my program. Okay, so going through this process and, like you said, having an awakening, and you studied with a master teacher, and as I, if I'm correct, then you became a ma- you're a master teacher yourself. Um, you know, what kind of family challenges um, arose for you when my family challenges? My that was actually one of the most difficult things because when you wake up, things change. You um, mm-hmm. you change fundamentally, and um, I wasn't um, I was I was terribly lonely when I was married to my first husband, and and also I I had a lot of deep anger, and mm-hmm. I felt like I was living the wrong life because I I hadn't woken up yet. I had the course, but I wasn't completely aligned with my whole purpose and what I was doing here, and I knew mm-hmm. it like somewhere I knew that. And I was hmm. really impatient, and I was really mad that I was stuck in what felt like someone else's dream or mm-hmm. someone else's idea of who I should be. And okay. really, it was like, it was just all going on in me. And no one else could relate to it. Everyone else seemed to be perfectly fine with being a, a mother and a, you know, a, a wife. But I just felt all alone. Mm-hmm. 
And so I did choose to um, to divorce because I found I found my spiritual teacher um, in 1999, and I knew that he was my teacher, and I knew that I had to make a commitment to fully awaken. And um, I was actually really happy because I, I it was like I could start I could have a new life, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be so filled with loneliness and anger. So um, that was a pivotal moment where I chose to step out of that marriage that that really wasn't satisfying me and um, and make a change. Wow. So yeah, I I was going to ask what some of the pivotal times were. So I think you um, just touched on that. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are. Pretty big. It wasn't easy. It was a really hard decision because I didn't want to break up my family at all. My kids were, let's see, two boys. They were five and eight at the time. Mm-hmm. But there's something inside me that just said, if you do this, you're going to be happy for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I had to listen to that voice, you know. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> and you, you just continued very, on the path. Hard, I'm sorry. So you just continued. You know, you continued despite you know what was coming up around all of this. Yeah, I mean, I had to um, had to go through a really difficult divorce. It actually was pretty quick; it was only six months. But but you know, I I took my kids a thousand miles away from their dad, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do that. I really didn't want to have to do that. But I didn't see any other way. And mm-hmm. my calling was my calling, and I had to answer to that. And you know, it was difficult for everyone. And I just kept praying. And I kept getting reassurance that it was the right move. And mm-hmm. um, once I got to Wisconsin and when I was with um, all these other people that were seriously committed to A Course in Miracles and waking up, um, you know, there was just this sense of, yes, I, I made the right choice. And, um, you know, I went through a lot more over that, too. There's a custody battle and everything, which, mm. you know, eventually was, was a huge undoing of my own identity as well. Um, mm-hmm. which I totally see now, 12 years later, that it was a necessary part of my awakening. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't easy. Yeah, sometimes it really it's not easy. Yeah. The roads we have to navigate to get where we're supposed to be um, yeah. can feel like a, a real climb, you know? I, I understand that fully well, and I'm sure some of the listeners can identify, too. Sometimes um, the process seems bigger than... Then we can even imagine, you know, that there's something else on the other side, if you will, or when we get to the finish line, or you know, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. So yeah, with but that, I, I think I also could see some of it. Like I'm kind of psychic, so there were I had visions of um, a different life when I was married. Like you could be having a different life with other, you know, with this other people, with other people doing Course in Miracles, and I was like, I kept seeing that in my dreams, and so I'd wake really? up in the morning and go, Wow. What's going on here? And I remember I had to wait three years for it to actually happen. But I, from the time I had, had the visions, so it was like, okay, I had to learn patience. Yeah, so <laughs> when it started to show up or manifest or, you know, whatever term you want to, you know, was there a little bit of fear that came up? Like, oh, here it is. Oh, tremendous fear. Tremendous fear because it felt like I was... Um, you know, waking up is not a comfortable thing. It's always pushing you into further expansion, further growth, um, coming out of 
protecting yourself with your ideas and stepping into more and more responsibility for yourself, more and more love for other people, and more and greater um, a greater purpose for your life. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not a comfortable thing to go through. Yeah, it's you know it's... you take great risks, but that's what life really expects expects of you. You know, when you play small, you don't serve anyone. And I knew, I somewhere knew in, deep inside that if I made a choice to be totally happy myself, that it was going to benefit everyone around me. That mm-hmm. they would see that they could do that too. And it it has worked. Hmm. My kids have actually turned out amazing. <laughs> yeah, well. They're very creative and they're very certain of who they are. And you know, mm. they're just they're just delightful. I you know, I, I was gonna ask you through all of this process, what is families and family and friends to they have witnessed you, you know, go through this transformation and now, you know, you're living full fully and you're you know, you're playing, if you will, full on and you're you know, you've created this um you know your business, and I. You know you're writing a book, and yeah, the the whole the whole world it seems to open up for you, which is amazing. It um, didn't always feel that way, though. <laughs> it does feel that way right now, but there were times where I was really doubtful about the whole thing. Um, in fact, this past year, I because I I left um, my community and I came back east and have started a new business and started to meet a lot of new people and you, for instance, you know, and and just meeting a lot of people who are on a spiritual path that has been really, really nice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it is showing me that the, the plan, the divine plan actually is perfect and it really mm-hmm. works. You just have to pay attention and really go within and ask and listen. You know, because my prayer, I remember my prayer New Year's Eve two years ago was, I want to serve more people. I want to have a greater um, effect, and I Mm want to heal. You know, I knew I was a healer. I was doing body work at the time, but I I knew that my mind and my purpose in my life was to heal and to transform and help people transform. And I remember the prayer being, please help me Mm -hmm. to serve more people. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know, you know, within six months, I was on the East Coast, wow. which I hadn't really planned to do. Yeah, because you came from trying to was it Wisconsin? Yeah, right. Was that right? Yeah, that that's a little yeah, bit I was, of a. I was there for fourteen years. Yeah. Wow, that's oh, a bit of a journey yeah. to the East Coast. Well, I'm from Maine originally, so yeah, I'm I'm from the East Coast, and I was in New York for seventeen years, so I'm very familiar with the East Coast. But it was still somehow. A big leap, you know, to come back, to um, leave. I also had another breakup with uh, my marriage. Um, and so that was um, not a happy thing. I went through a lot of grief for probably six months of, you know, really letting go of that um, relationship. And mm-hmm. um, coming and standing on my own, being, being on my own, really, for the first time in my life. And I was very happy to do it, but I was also really scared. There was a lot of fear that came up. And yet you just kept moving forward, just trusting and in love, right, and, and moving forward? Well, yeah, because the alternative is to stay afraid, and that's, not a, that's really not an option anymore. Uh, I know that fear isn't real. I know that it's just there as a, um, 
as a false part of myself that's just, you know, not certain of what's going on or what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. But the doors just kept opening, and I kept finding more people that I could relate with. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot going on on the East Coast right now. I'm, I'm constantly meeting new people who are waking up and who are assisting with this um, shift in evolution. And it's very exciting to be here. I don't think I could have experienced that um, if I stayed in the Midwest. Right. Wow. Yeah. I, I know we certainly are having a, creating an energy out here. There is a lot going on. I, I do know that. And um, looks like we're coming up to a break. So I'm going to ask you, Monica, and the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back momentarily. Thank you so much. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you feel alone? Even when you're surrounded by others, do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life, or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You will learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag the gift is the shift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and I'm joined with Monica Dubay. This week, she's my featured guest. And Monica um, had a transformation awakening experience, and with that, uh, she's experienced many gifts and moved through fear. Um, She's also been able to create Heal Your Mind, Heal Your Life transformational program. So I would like 
to ask you, Monica, if you could uh, enlighten me and the listeners what this program is like. So um, what I realized when I, when I came back east was that lots of people, especially women, um, really don't know how to be with themselves and to be committed to their own inner growth. And uh, my experience or the fear that I went through having to start over and begin my life again on my own, not being married, um, with my kids all grown up, and, um, you know, it, it showed me how, how uh, kind of screwed up women are regarding men and money and power and our sense of self-worth. And I realized that it wasn't just my experience, but it was a common uh, experience that a lot of women share. Not everyone, of course, but... Um, so what I felt was I really wanted to help, and I really have so much to give. And mm-hmm. because women are givers, right? We know how to give. We're nurses, we're teachers, we're mothers, and you know, and we do really amazing things. But we're not valued, and we don't value ourselves enough for the things that we do. And I remember being a full-time mother and thinking, I'm not getting paid for this, and it's a very hard job. And I really felt sort of like, well, this, there's something wrong here, you know, um, it's an important part of life to um, have a family, to raise a family, to commit yourself to raising children on your own. Um, and I just felt kind of undervalued. And mm-hmm. so I believe now that women really need to step into more leadership roles with the, with the understanding that they can be with themselves and with others in a way that's more compassionate and more fearless. But hmm. we have to do that from a place of real love for ourselves. Because when you lead with love, everyone will benefit. And if okay. you don't take care of yourself, if you don't say no when you need to say no, if you're always taking care of other people, one day you, you just burn out and you become bitter. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really believe that we have to learn how to support each other, to put ourselves first. And to take care of yourself and trust your inner knowing and trust that if you need time off, you need time off, hmm. you know? So and that everyone else's happiness is not more important than yours. So hmm. I believe that the more that women learn this and empower mm-hmm. each other to take responsibility for themselves, give up fear, give up guilt, and give up the false identity that you carry like a burden on your back because mm-hmm. you know that's not you. But you just keep playing that role because you don't. You've been told this is what women are supposed to do, and mm-hmm. um, then you wake up one day and you go, "Who am I? What am I doing this for?" You know. And and so when you're committed to your spiritual path and your um, your power and mm-hmm. your divine calling, first of all, you have to know what that is. So the program I, do, I designed is to first come into the um, sense of figuring out who you are and what you want to do with your life and what is your calling because that's step one and what would you say to someone who's who may be listening who you know is interested but you know they don't have a faith and they never really had a spiritual practice and they don't really know you know so if and how would your program you know work for them well first of all i would um it would be a wonderful thing for somebody who doesn't have those things in place because most people don't. But uh, Or they've read some books or they've done some things, but they're sort of like just testing the waters, you know, mm-hmm. with their toe. 
they've got their toe in the in the water, but they haven't actually taken the plunge. And um, a spiritual path is a really important thing because it, there are processes, and the practice itself helps you to go deep within yourself to mm-hmm. uncover the beliefs that are in the way of you discovering who you are. And that's another very a critical part of the program I've I've designed is how do you uncover those beliefs? How do you release them? Mm-hmm. And we do that together in the program. And I call it the you know changing beliefs process. And there are several ways we do it. Um, we can do it as a group, mm-hmm. and sometimes I do it when I work one on one with people in the program. So I mean that's a big part of it. That's a huge part of it because most people have so much fear and have so much uncertainty about who they are, they really need someone to hold their hand and say, I've been there, this is what you need to do. And it's step-by-step. It's not anything that you have to figure out. Mm -hmm. But it's just a matter of making a commitment to it and finding the person you need to work with, a spiritual transformational coach, or I call it a spiritual transformational um, teacher. Mm-hmm. who knows the way because they've navigated it themselves. And, I mean, everyone's path is going to be a little bit different because we're all unique individuals. But certain things work really well and really efficiently. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of learning those and, um, and applying it to your life. I love that. I love it. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, so... What would you say to someone, or how would you advise someone uh, to navigate, you know, crises in the middle of, you know, is your program designed to help um, women navigate crises in their life? So that they yeah. Can really- yeah, a lot of the women that I, I attract are people that have, have um, anxiety and depression. They don't know what they want. They don't know who they are. They've toyed with some spirituality. They've, you know, read a few books, have done a few programs but they haven't really uncovered their own sense of self-worth mm-hmm. and their sense of total purpose for their life. And um, so that's what I help people do, is to discover that and also to clear the way, clear the blocks, because the emotional and, and um, fearful blocks come up as you do this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. memories, you know, from your childhood. And I also teach you uh, women how to do it for themselves so they're not dependent on me or anyone else. They're learning it themselves as um, as they go through the program. So and you empower very, very them. They, they sort of get a, when we, when the tools to navigate. As a group, yeah, there are tools that you can learn. And as, you, um, as we do this, we also do it as a group. And it's very powerful in the group experience because so mm-hmm. many women share the same beliefs. Hmm. And how long is your pro- is your program? Um, well, the um, the program could be one month, three months, six months, or a year, it's depending on where you are, what your needs hmm. are, what your frustrations are, and how much time you want to devote to it. Okay. And so, in all of those different time blocks, is it once a week, or you know what I mean? How, how is mm-hmm. it structured? Each each um, segment includes um, something a little bit different. So say you want to work with me for three months, that would be an hour a week for um, all, of, all of the months, three months. 
It would also include um, a guided visualization or several that I do for you and you listen to. It includes homework that you have to do on your own. And also um, learning how to release your fears. I teach you that. And I also teach you how to um, navigate your own family life and everything while you're doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. We come together as groups. So there's a, a workshop every month for women to come together and um, you know with, with specific topics like self-esteem blocks so for one mm-hmm. full day we're going to uncover those beliefs and let go of them and it's a very spiritual and sacred process it's, it's all divinely orchestrated and I'm basically a vessel that helps to release this, this stuck energy that people are in um, around mm-hmm. these issues so one topic would be like self-esteem. Another one would be money issues. Another one would be um, a whole day for zeroing in on what is your purpose and who are you and what is it you really wanted to, to want to um, bring about in the world and mm-hmm. what do you think your mission is. So right. that's, you know, these are all different topics that we do in the workshops. Yeah, I, I know personally for myself having you know, gone through, I think, a similar program, once you really start to um, dive in, I will say, um, it's funny, and you start to really gain a sense of purpose and clarity or, you know, vision. Um, It's amazing what comes up. So uh, I think that's important, too, that as you start to do the work, and it sounds like your program is beautifully laid out and set up, that, you know, once, um, yeah, certain blocks do do keep coming up as as you move through higher and higher. Absolutely, and that's why you need the support. Hmm. That's why you need the support of the group and other women that are going through it because you can't do it alone. You know, it's much, much harder. And you can move pretty quickly through stuff if you choose to. Um, But I I think there are lots of other programs out there that do similar things, but I think what sets me apart is just that I've had so much spiritual help in the... the, um, so if I'm really not for everybody, I'm really for people who are who want to have a spiritual connection, and mm-hmm. and know that they're being guided by their by their spirit self or their higher self. Um, that's where my focus is. That's a beautiful focus, and um, you know. So you're on the East Coast. If listeners want to get in touch with you, do you do sessions? You know, over the phone or Skype yep. or you do? Yeah, I can do it. Either telephone or um, Skype, either way. Um, My workshops, obviously, are going to be probably in one location. But um, I haven't explored that yet as far as maybe doing them as a webinar, but um, that's coming down the line. Um, I love to speak in front of groups. I love to bring women together to, to uncover these blocks and release them. So... You know, speaking speaking at a women's function would be so wonderful for me. I'd love to do that, more of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, yeah, so my website, um, com is where anyone should go if they want to sign up for um, my mailings and the information about my program. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to make sure we got that in because, um, you know, I want to make sure all the listeners can, can reach you. Um, the program sounds wonderful, and I know I want to ask: Do you think it's possible to be totally successful in life? You know, having gone through this process. Oh, absolutely! 
Well, it, it also depends on how do you define success, right? Um, because in my mind, I'm completely successful because I've achieved what I came here to do, which was to become fearless. But other people have other ideas of what success is. And mm-hmm. um, for me, that's, that's fine. Um, it's a question of being totally determined to, to be that. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, success really is about, for me, like how can I extend my love into more and more you know, how can I help it to grow further and reach more people? That that would make me feel totally successful, that I have come here. I didn't hide my light under a bushel. I stood up, and I was the beacon of light that I'm here to be and mm-hmm. um, became, you know, a healer and a transformational leader. If that's your calling, you've got to do it. And that's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to feel successful. The only reason people get sick is because they're denying their own purpose and they're denying right. their unfulfilled, uh, they have unfulfilled desires. Yeah, you know, the whole that's word. That's all that illness really is. Yeah, the whole word, right? Disease, dis-ease. I mean, there you go. It shows Absolutely. up in a symptom. Yeah, that's, that's eye-opening. And um, I know through the whole process now, you're actually working on a book and I wondered how that was going. Um, oh, for you, you. <laughs> I've been on that working for, on the book for a couple of years. Um, I've had um, so much help and so many so many teachers that have helped me that um, I want to put in the book a lot of the different processes that work for me. I also want to do. I've talked a lot about the Course in Miracles and how the first fifty lessons are so amazing and they can really take you from fear to love in, in a very short period of time. So I, I do a lot with the course. And then I also um, have written my story, um, mm-hmm. and and I, so I haven't put it all together in a way that I can present it as a book yet, but it's coming. <laughs> Where can the listeners yeah. find a, the Course in Miracles that you keep, you know, you refer to? Oh, a Course in Miracles you can get on Amazon. Um, you can get it at Barnes and Noble. It's um, Twelve dollars. I mean, it's really not expensive. It's been freed from the copyright, thankfully, that our organization um, freed it from the copyright years ago. So now everyone can get it and use it and copy it and teach it and uh, publish it. Do what you want with it because it's an amazing thing. It's a masterpiece. And so, so, um, yeah, it's so it's a gift of love in many places and online too. There's um, CourseInMiracles.com, I think, is the Urtext, which is the original manuscript um, that was dictated to Helen Schuchman, and she just wrote it all out in shorthand, and then Bill Thetford helped her and, and put it in longhand. And so, um, yeah, that's been around since 1960s. Nice. Thank you. And it looks like we're coming to a close. Can't believe us once we get into our conversations. The hour just flies by, and I love the alignment. So, Monica, I want to share with all the listeners how they can reach you. So, your your website is www.healyourmindhealyourlife.com, and Facebook Monica Dubay D U B A Y, and you also have a page Touch of Your Life on Facebook that people can go to as well. And I want to thank you for being my guest and thank all the listeners and I'll see everybody next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for The Sky's the Limit. 
Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift.